Where are you at right now? I'm in Los Angeles. What about you? Toronto. Nice. Cool. Cool. I fucking I love Toronto so much, man. I like I've only been there for shows, but every time I've gone there, I've just had a fantastic time. Yeah, I've only been to LA once, and um, I knew like traffic was really bad, but I didn't know it was um like really really bad. Dude, it is like a whole another level that you've never seen until you just experience it. But yeah. we're sitting at like we're sitting at like I would say two thirds traffic capacity now ever since COVID, which is like better, but still not for sure. Not what you want it to be. Yeah, to start, you know, my name is uh, Jabril Osman. Uh, this platform is called Studio One. Uh, I've written for, you know, Clash and the 405 and Toronto Publications, but I really wanted to build my own platform. Amazing. To highlight Toronto artists, but also, you know, I get the chance to interview artists like yourself, like international acts, acts across Canada, so it's a really cool thing that I get to do. It's really fun. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, before we begin, you know, can you just uh, briefly introduce yourself and then we'll get started. Absolutely. Um, what's up, everybody? I'm Christian French. I'm 23 years old, and I am from Fishers, Indiana. Um, been releasing music for like four or five years now, and I am currently out living in Los Angeles. Cool, man. Um, yeah, before we really get into music, uh, touching on you know you being in LA right now, how have you been uh, with quarantine and COVID? Uh, I think I read you were in back at home for a while. I guess now you're in LA. How's it been for you? Yeah, it's been good. It's kind of come in waves of like feeling, you know, good and then feeling really redundant. Um, like I've been writing more music than I ever have. And so on that side of things, having the time to write that all that music has been amazing. And um, I've come out with some really good stuff. But, you know, after after a while of doing that, it gets a little redundant. It gets a little hard to like find inspiration from doing the same things every day, just yeah, just doing it every day. And yeah. so um, at times it's gotten a little, I don't know, just weird feeling and like I need to like go adventure or something. But I can't complain really, man. Like um, I'm thankful that I just have the opportunity to like still do my job during quarantine, like even yeah. though it's a little different. But yeah. Would you like consider yourself like a, I can I can stay at home, watch movies and shows kind of guy, or are you like I need to be out, you know? Because some people, for some people, it's like I'm a homebody, you know, I could I could just relax and stuff like that. For sure. I would say for the most part, I am that, but like after having all of that time to be doing this, like I am like a very outdoors like adventure type person, and so um, I love like I don't know, just being outside and like going on hikes on hikes and stuff, and just like. I don't know, getting out every once in a while for a new experience, but, like, I'm not necessarily, like, a bars type of guy. That's yeah. not necessarily what I'm missing, but, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I know you grew up in uh, Indiana. You know, talk about that. Uh, talk about what it's like, you know, because for artists, you know, growing up in small towns, like, even the idea of being an artist in a small town, it's kind of, like, the hard thing to do, you know. For you, you know, I know you uh, went to med school, you know, hockey player and things like that and you finally dived into music but um just talk about growing up in indiana and um how that was yeah um i mean i honestly i wasn't super involved with music growing up like i was in like band class and choir class because i had to be um but in that is when i like learned that i loved playing the piano um but man indiana i don't know it's just like a super relaxed place to grow up um just don't definitely doesn't have the same pace as LA has and um yeah I was just growing up like playing hockey every single weekend and 
like hockey and science was like my main thing. And, um, after those became like my main things, my thing to like kind of settle me down became music. And, um, you know, I kept finding myself spending more and more time, like just investing time into playing the piano and singing with that. And, um, as I was in high school, just kept doing it more. And I started writing my own stuff for, by the time I got to college, that was like all I wanted to be doing. And I was still in Indiana and, um, you know, there's obviously there's groups of people that do music there, but I just wasn't in a very musical group. So I was kind of on my own until I got to college and met a friend who could produce. And through there, it's kind of like how, how everything started. Yeah. And I know you uh, learned watching YouTube videos and things like that Um, with med school and with hockey, was music something you were openly talking to about with your friends or your family, or was it something that you uh, kept it inside, I guess, till college, you know, at what point did you, I guess the question is, did you feel comfortable talking about it with other people? At first, honestly, no. Uh, I was really self-conscious about what I was doing, and I wasn't, like, confident in myself as a singer at all. Um, But after I kind of got better at singing, got more confidence, it's when I was, like, you know, sharing with my friends some more and, like, letting my parents hear me while I was, like, playing piano in the house and whatever. And, um Yeah, after I, I don't know, after I got to college and started realizing that I actually had a voice and could write lyrics, I wasn't as shy anymore. And um, yeah, especially after the music started coming out, like, I just couldn't get enough excitement from it. I couldn't, like, you know, talk enough about it because it was just like a whole new thing for me to, like, actually have music that was on Spotify after years of just doing voice memo recordings on my iPhone. So it was really exciting. And uh, artists kind of... uh... When I look back on certain important moments, sometimes, you know, you can romanticize the moment or kind of be like, yeah, like this happened and it finally worked out. But, you know, for you personally, you know, I know the story is, you know, you dropped out of med school, you pursued things, went to L.A. and things like that. What was the moment that you believed that it was actually going to work out? You know, I know you could drop out and things like that. But for you personally, when did you feel like this works? Um, there's like two separate instances that I'll give like the quick version of both. But the first one was after I put my first song on Spotify and somehow, some way it ended up on the viral top 50 chart of Spotify and started streaming well. And that was like a big kick, like shit, I can't yeah. actually be efficient to do this. And the second time I would say was, um, right before I dropped out of school, the reason I dropped out is because Chelsea Cutler asked me to open for her on tour. Yeah. And so when I got the text from her that was like, I'd love for you to open for my fall tour, that was like, you know, that was always my thing was, I'm making music and it's good, but until I'm like a touring artist, it seems like almost Not like complete. I'm a complete. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I was like, if I could just get a really good opening slot, that would be it, that would be, the the kicker to get me into being a musician like full time and that's exactly what's happened and so that was a humongous moment for me and going to you know touring and doing shows how did you prepare yourself for that because uh, it feels like you know you wrote songs original music you know a final producer did things like that how did you prepare for being on stage or performing is that something you've built like a uh, learned to be better for at sure. oh yeah I mean like man I was so garbage at performing when I first started, like I had never done it before. Like my first real show was opening for Chelsea on that, on that tour. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm very lucky to have some really talented friends in Los Angeles who already have toured and stuff. And so they 
were able to give me a lot of really good advice on that end of things. And it was just rehearsing like double, I feel like what some people usually do to get to a spot that was, you know, like just good to be on stage. And after that, it just honestly comes from playing shows and playing shows and figuring out what doesn't work, what does, and just kind of like not being too hard on yourself and continuously just trying to grow. And that's kind of, I feel like how I've gotten to a good spot performing. Do you remember the first time you heard um, fans in the audience sing your songs back to you? Do you remember that feeling? Yeah, absolutely wild. Uh, like, I don't know, getting to open for these artists was crazy, like Chelsea Cutler and Quinn92, amazing, I love both of them. Uh, but there's something different about like being having your first headline show and then hearing people like really singing your words back to you. Like my first headliner in Ann Arbor that I did was one of like the craziest moments of my life. I just was not used to that amount of people like singing my music and like just seeing smiles out there that were all like there to see me. And so um, I'll definitely never forget that. And pushing forward, I know you've released a couple of EPs, uh, had big singles that have definitely propelled you. How have all of these things plus the shows helped with this new EP, you know, with the process behind this? How have things that you've learned in your career helped this one? It's just all been such a growing process. I mean, like, I would say the music I was making four years ago is like, I don't know, just way less experienced than the music I'm making now. Like, I've learned guitar. I'm way better at piano. Like, I've been submerged in songwriting and, and, you know, kind of the life as a musician for the past three years, like, completely now. And so I just feel like I'm a new person than I was um, kind of before this. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's it's really true. And um, I think that really reflects, reflects in the music and just kind of the, the maturity of it. And with um, everybody being with quarantine and COVID, things like that, how is, has it allowed you to, I guess, reflect on your career, I guess, and allowed you to have a bit more perspective on things? So much so. Um, yeah, I mean, usually you're like, you know, for the most part, like in spring you're touring and fall you're touring. And so a lot of your time gets focused into that and rehearsing for that. But now that that's not there, like all there is to do is make music and you know, like figure out really what you want to say and really what you want to stand for as an artist. And so I've definitely been taking a lot of that time to, you know, sit and meditate on those thoughts and like really spend time every morning writing in a journal for like an hour and um, just trying to do all those things, get all those ideas out and like really learn more about myself because that can only just help you more in the future just become a more, I don't know, well-rounded human and artist. For sure. And when it comes to releasing music, um, are you the type of artist where you release a record and you're like, all right, on to the next thing? Or you release an EP and you're like, I'm already working on an EP while that's already out? Or do you um, relax for a bit? You know, Do you move forward quickly? How does that work for you? Um, lately, it has been like, I'm just like, I don't know. I've just been too excited to not write music. And so I'm always working on something, whether, you know, one EP is out or not. Like I've definitely, I was definitely, I'm already definitely very submerged into my next project after this good things take time project has been out. Um, I will say it is good to like have rest times every once in a while, but I just find like, you know, little weeks here and there where I really feel like I need it. Um, 
but yeah, I'm always working on stuff. I'm always so excited about, you know, whatever's coming next. Yeah. And I know one of the songs on the EP, you fought to get it out because uh, you felt like it was really important to get it out in the world. Talk about that. And on that note too, I feel like with the year that we've had, I feel like a lot of artists that I've talked to and a lot of artists that I've seen um, online, I feel like artists now feel like having a platform is so important and to have a voice and to be a part of like change and things like that. And for you, you know, can you talk about that and pursuing the release of this single? 100%, yeah. So this single that I kind of fought for was called Wake Up and um, it really wasn't meant to be kind of a culturally charged song when I started writing it, but it just kind of wrote itself and it was something that was on my mind. And um, I don't know, I just kind of wrote it in the peak of everybody's in quarantine it's also you know very thick in the black lives matters movement wow i just messed that up black lives matter movement um and just like everything else that you're seeing on social media has really just piled up into this big like i don't know it's it's really just crazy and so i just these words kind of poured out and after i wrote it it felt really special and um really felt like it fit into the good things take time era of music and um I just felt really cohesive for the project. So I just made it a point and kind of just had continuous conversations with my label to figure out how it was possible to get it out. And, um, you know, we were able to get it out right now in the midst of all this rather than, you know, a year or whatever down the line when who knows what would have happened with it then. But it just feels, I don't know, a lot more right right now. For sure. And, you know, with that, um, when it comes to being an artist, you know, I know you looked up to certain artists growing up and you kind of did your own covers and things like that. Talk to me about um, seeing, uh, the way I kind of see it is like, um, we kind of grew up being fans of artists. So mm-hmm. for you being an artist, how has that like been for you, I guess, if you understand kind of what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I do think about that a lot. If I think I know what you're saying, but like, I do think about the fact that I've listened to just hours on hours on hours of John Mayer and I've been like dissecting his music and what he's saying and who he is as a person I just like think he's really fascinating I look up to him a lot and like the fact that I'm an artist with my own voice and my own music it definitely inspires me to you know keep growing as an artist and keep um I don't know so keep expanding myself and keep growing my ideas and just be a good you know, platform for other people to, to look up to. And, um, yeah, it's what I think about a lot. It's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and even with that, I'm sure, you know, people have definitely done, you know, covers to your own music. You know, how has that been to see things like that? It must have been surreal. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Every time that somebody posts a, a cover, I make sure to like take the time out of my day and really try to in depth watch it. Just, because I don't know, I've been there. I've been making covers after cover after cover and um, nobody really listening to it. And so I know how good it feels to like have somebody genuinely listen to your song and get feedback. And so the fact that it's my own song is pretty crazy. Sure. And I don't want to tangent there, but whatever. Usually when I get to like the near end of my interviews, um, I'll always ask an artist like, oh, look at these like, tour dates you know how's that going to be or what do you have upcoming and you know with covid you now that's kind of been axed with the interviews and things like that <laughs> but for you i guess um 
releasing a project kind of in this uh, pandemic world that we're in, how has it uh, been, I guess, you know, without the shows behind it? Is, has it been hard to... Because I think for an artist, there's like two parts of an album that or EPs that live, right? You, you release it, fans get it, and then they get to see it live. Has that been hard for you not to have the completeness of it? Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a tour planned this fall, and obviously that, that didn't get to happen, which is okay. But um, yeah, everything's just moved to the internet now, which is crazy, but it's just kind of the reality of it. And so currently right now we're getting ready. We're starting to rehearse tomorrow for a live set for the Good Things Take Time EP. So, you know, we're still making it happen, whether it's in front of a crowd or not. Like, we're still yeah. going to have the set. It's just going to be a live stream. And so um, it's just what it's got to be right now. It's, like, not something I prefer. Like, I would love nothing more than to be with my fans and be touring. But um, I don't know. We've, we've just had to make the adjustments when necessary. And it's been, it's been all right. It's yeah. been all good. Going uh, kind of back to hockey, I guess, in terms of, you know, performing in front of being online and performing with, you know, no fans and that, as a hockey fan for you, you know, how has it been for you watching games with no fans, you know, does it, has, does it look odd off for you or? It looks so weird. And the fact that they just have like uh, fake crowd noises just roaring in the stadium, I don't know, that would be really weird for me. But I also feel like it would be weirder to be in the NBA where uh, they have, like, screens of people just, like, yeah. that would be even weirder. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have yet to do a, like, live performance in front of, like, no nobody actually in front of me. Yeah. So I don't know what that energy is going to be like, but I'm excited to, like, feel that tomorrow when I'm in this rehearsal. For sure. And, um... On a final note, um, something that I've been doing is kind of like asking artists kind of like kind of a life lesson that they've been through or something they've run throughout their career, just a way to take away from the fact that touring isn't a question that I could really ask. So um, for you, you know, when you look back on dropping out of school and um, hockey kind of could have been a path, things like that, um, are these things that um, actually phrasing it better? What advice would you give to an artist or somebody who um, has to make such an important decision on their like life, you know? Because for you, you know, it looks good. You know, you picked music and it worked out and things like that. But, you know, that's a hard decision. Um, what, it is. Looking back on it, you know, um, what's something that you can take away from it so, you know, people watching this could get advice on that? Yeah, um... I don't know, for me, it was that music was something that I was positive I wanted to spend my life doing, and if I didn't give myself that shot, I would have been really bummed out that I just kind of, you know, went back to what was comfortable and what was normal to me, um, but if there's one thing I've learned, it's just that, like, discomfort leads to the greatest growth and change. And with discomfort comes a lot of failing, like just kind of a crazy amount of failing that, that you go through. But after, you know, you've, you failed once or twice, you realize it's not that bad. And, um, then you start getting better at, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do. And then you get really, you know, really inspired and get really into it and, um, just are able to grow past that, like, I don't know, growing stage or whatever. And, 
um, that's what happened to me through music. And, you know, now I'm able to sit here and do it full time, thankfully. But um, I don't know. Just don't don't let discomfort discourage you, really. Um, just like I would run towards discomfort rather than, you know, run away from it because it's just led to a lot of really good change for me. Sure. And um, lastly, um, through it all, being in Indiana, moving to L.A., how has your parents seen your uh, career? You know, how proud have they been in seeing it, you know, quote-unquote work out, I guess? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, even dropping out, they were not upset at all. They were – they knew that I, regardless of getting a piece of paper that said I graduated or not, was going to be moving out to L.A. and um, doing music full-time. And so the fact that I was presented with the opportunity, of course, they were going to let me do it. And um, they're just the most proud – of parents and I love them to death. Like we're looking at getting them like one of those like sprinter van type things so they can just like travel to all the shows and yeah. uh, just be groupies for the, for the tour. And, um, they love it so much. They come to every show that they can and I send them all of my demos and they are just stoked about it. That's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Again, uh, thank you so much for being on studio one. Uh, this conversation has been amazing, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, can't wait to come back to Toronto and I get to see this all live. Sounds good, man. Fantastic talking to you. You too, man. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Later. Studio One.